All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Friday, January 20th. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, this weekend we are searching for a big new release at the box office, but it just might be missing. So Mm. it's time for our weekend preview. And do you want to start with the new movie that we're going to preview, or do we need to start with some bad news? I mean, you know what else is going to be missing? A bunch of Regal Theaters. Yeah. I mean, let's just get into it. You know, this past, uh, our, our last episode was was just full of good news, full of overperforming movies at the box office. And what did that lead to? It led to Regal closing. It looks like 39 locations around the country. This is, I don't know, this, this, this feels, this feels pretty rough. I mean, I think especially because one of the locations closing Clayton is one of our home theaters, the Mm -hmm. Regal in Union Square is closing. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing with that is that they had recently kind of re- revitalized it in a way mm-hmm. it had you know you walk in there and you are just assaulted by large screens that are just showing trailers for movies yeah. it's it's bright lights they put a, a, a cafe down there in the bottom at least i mean i don't think you can sit there but you can get a coffee down there it's a lavaza there's a lavaza on the first floor of this movie theater they really tried to make it more of a premium experience yep when you and, say assaulted with large screens, you meant in a good way, though. You you enjoyed oh, that assault. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was enjoying it thoroughly. Yeah. Um, but I think the rent was just too damn high. Mm-hmm. And listen, we had a product issue. We've been saying that the theaters were not putting out enough product. I feel like if this year would have had a good amount of product, you probably could keep that theater open. But- I do think it's more of a new, at least here in New York, it's a New York issue that the rent on that was probably astronomical, and it, it and it's it's sad that it made sense to close that one. Right, right. It's it's, you know, it's tough to say without Cineworld, the owner of Regal, opening their books to the Bo Boys, which I mean, I think they should do because we can make sense of it for everyone. It's hard to say. Why this theater? I mean, you're right. It's probably the rent for that location is is wild. I do wonder, you know, that was traditionally one of the highest grossing theaters in the country. I mean, mm-hmm. for the for our uh, listeners in the stacks, the Plain Billies, the Earth Dogs, who don't quite know the layout of New York City, Union Square is just one of the most populous places to go. You know, you've got the yeah. NYU campus is right there. It's right off of a major train station hub. There's a little park there, you know, it's it's you're near the East Village and you could there's stuff all over the place. That is a hot mm-hmm. spot. And this Union Square building I think is a famous movie theater within New York. It's not particularly old. It's only existed since the mid 90s. But this is just uh, I think if you poll New Yorkers, that theater is one of the ones that they've gone to see the most movies in. And yeah, it's very convenient. 
It's very convenient. And um, I, I do wonder if that theater... Well, I mean, one thing we talked about when we heard this news, the first thing we said is neither of us had been to that theater in several years, even aside from the pandemic. Basically, we've rarely gone since AMC A-List, since we became A-listers and seen most of our non-indie you know, theater movies at AMCs. And well, Regal I know- just never... Regal never really capitalize on a subscription plan. So I do wonder if just business has gone down there. Well, I did have that year of Regal Unlimited. And I feel like you have also kind of pushed down those memories. We did go see Jackass Forever there. We did. That's true. I mean, we we have we have been there a few times, but I mean, I'm someone who I would say from... 18 on, I would say 75% of the movies I saw for the next 10 to 15 years were at that movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it fell mm-hmm. off of a cliff when I got my AMC A-list and basically went exclusively to AMCs other than when I went to my local Nighthawk or to, you know, very specific other movie theaters, you know, an Alamo Draft House, etc. But I, I was not going to Regal once I became an A-lister. And I would bet that happened to a lot of people in New York City that they were getting the walk-up business, sure. And it's just an incredible location. But I do Mm. think people made the hard choice to go exclusively A-list in in competing locations. I'm sure there's so many elements that went into this for Cinemark and they did a lot of uh you know crunching the numbers or or maybe they didn't or maybe they didn't who knows maybe they didn't. because maybe they you didn't. always assume might have been on people, a win. yeah you also they could have thrown a dart yep at, at 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 their theaters but if we're talking about something that we are knowledgeable about here yes their subscription plan is dog shit yes okay yes. i had it for a year it was inconvenient which it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be more convenient. Yep. You couldn't book online unless you paid 50 cents. Oh, my God. Like you're some sort of degenerate. Right. Because right. they needed like a down bank. payment to make sure you show up. They just yes. needed you to, to put some money down, right? They yes. don't trust you. Or you're paying a VIG on a bet as if Regal mm-hmm. was a, a, a mafiosa uh, a bookie. Yeah. And... Yeah, you could see one every – you could see a, a movie every day if you wanted. You could see several movies a day if you wanted to. But the thing with the lack of online booking for free is that it, it's just a stumbling block. You have mm-hmm. to show if – you, if you don't want to pay that 50 cents, you have to show up and buy a ticket. It, it makes it inconvenient. I do think that they should have just copied A-List, which is yeah. three movies a week. Any format, because that's the other thing. PLFs, forget about it. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. some of those PLFs, you end up paying seven fifty. Wow. For a PLF. Wow. Wow. For a subscription, you're already paying like th- almost forty dollars for. Oh my god. Right. I mean, so that, it's it's insane. just like uh, you don't need. The, it's not about unlimited movies. It's about 
the right amount of movies at a good price, which is what A-List does. And this isn't an A-List commercial. No. But listen, if they want to sponsor us 100%, we use them constantly. We love them. We never compl- we've never had a complaint. We've never, never had a single complaint about A-List. Never. Never. And we would say that for money as well. Absolutely. But at this point, we're not saying it for money, which shows that you should give us money to say it for money. 100%. But Regal screwed the pooch on their subscription plan 100%, and we can't be the only ones. No, no. I I, I would bet that a lot of business left the Regals and went to AMC when those subscription plans launched. And, you know, with, with these closings, obviously it's it's more than that. It's also that they never fully pulled themselves out of the pandemic. Obviously, like mm-hmm. you said, movie studios have not given enough product to these theaters the last few years. So a company like Cineworld that was already in a lot of financial trouble could not weather it. You know, they had spent a lot of money refurbishing some of these theaters, such as the Union Square Theater. And it is never a good sign, you know, it's a, but, but here's one thing. We talked to Matt Bellany of Puck News and the Ringers podcast, The Town, a few months ago, and one of the, the phrases he kept using was overscreened. America is mm-hmm. overscreened. There are more screens than there is demand to watch these movies. And, you know, this could just be the natural uh, uh, realignment of the amount of movie theaters that are out there. You know, these 39 regals of clothes. I think there's a chance we're going to hear about more than that in the next year. And it may just be a thing that had to happen. Because if you look at just New York City itself, as much as it hurts nostalgically for many of us to see that theater close, within that same area, we could walk to three other multiplexes. You know, I I Mm -hmm. don't know if that theater is needed versus the amount of theaters in that area. Now, of course, that's New York City. We have a lot of everything as we deserve. These other 38 locations, I don't know if they're also theaters that are surrounded by other nearby competing theaters, but it probably is a situation where there will be hopefully somewhere else for people to easily go instead of one of these closed regals. Well, you know, I mean... It's two AMC's basically. There's the the nineteenth and Broadway, uh, and Broadway, yep. and then there's the Third Avenue, yes, which is like a hop, skip, and a jump right away from that Regal. Because in the movie yes. pass days, sometimes I would see more than you know, I would see more than one movie. Yep, uh, I would go to the AMC and then I would go to the Regal, and you know, I'd be using Regal points. So you know, that was a whole racket that I had going. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are good days. These are better days, but those were also better good days. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know for each of these locations is this a, a a situation like the New York City Regal where you could easily go to another nearby five minutes or less away movie theater. I would bet. I mean, I'm not as familiar with the geography of L.A., but the Sherman Oaks. Regal that's closing, which formerly was an Arclight. I think you could find other movie theaters to go to in LA. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. I, I can't speak to all of these locations. There may be areas where right now listeners are just crying as they listen to us because this Regal that closed was their only source of movie theater movies. That may be the case. I hope it's not. I hope it's yeah, not. I, and I hope strategically uh, Cineworld, I mean, either made sure that the darts they threw were, you know, in places where they were closer to other places. Right. You know, other theaters. But, you know, it is sad that, we're just speaking from our experience, that a major hub of the city cannot sustain a multiplex. Right, right. And that that's sad. That shouldn't be happening. That shouldn't be happening. And, and the idea that this is going to turn into a Chase Bank, you know. Um, oh, I don't even want to think about what this thing's going to turn into. Right. Right. It's right. probably going to stay empty. Uh, it, the the problem with it is it's probably going to be empty for years. Yes. Yes. Because it's Court not. Street, Court Street um, one is uh, still empty, right? Yes. Yes. The, the, the Court Street Regal that closed a year ago is still empty. It just uh, what they do now is they switch out the posters to current movies and they say, go see it at another Regal. So, so if you walk by this movie theater that closed in the days of Moonfall, that's when, when that movie theater closed, you'll pass by and see a poster for, um, you know, Avatar The Way of Water. Well, and but they don't change all the posters because there's still a Moonfall poster up there. There is still – well, they, they also want to – want to you know play on the nostalgia of hey remember when we closed that was fun remember that but they do switch in new posters so i think that's what this union square regal is going to turn into is just this graveyard of posters from when the theater closed and then occasionally a poster of a current movie but i don't even know where regal would be telling you to go see it because in new york city now the amount of regals is very slim. There is the Times Square Regal, yeah. which I'm sure is still does a lot of business, but I'm sure the rent there is also way too damn high. Mm-hmm. And there's one in the Lower East Side. I mean, I know for the the Plane Bill is listening. They, the we might as well be speaking a foreign language when we say yeah, these, yeah, these, yeah. these areas, these names. But it's all to say that. New York City is down to not many regal theaters, and that is mm-hmm. stunning. That is stunning. Fix your subscription program, dum-dums. Program. Do you think there is any chance that some of these theaters will be bought by another chain and kept as movie theaters? I mean, we, that Regal Union Square totally refurbished recently, there's a Lavaza on the first floor. They got all these movie screens. You know, this is a location that has several PLFs. This is a location, Clayton, that 40X has a 40X theater. Yeah. You know, and I the, can't. I, I, and is there another 40X in the city? One of these other Regals? Does it have one? Because that was a 40X. That was the 40X theater I knew about. Yes. I don't know off the top of my head. That may be the only location. I mean, I don't see a reason for AMC to scoop up that particular location. Like we said, there are two other AMC multiplexes within 
five-minute walks, and that's what we do in New York City. We walk, and there are two other AMCs within five-minute walks of this closed Regal. I can't imagine AMC buying that location, and it's too big for you know just some indie chain for like a Nighthawk to buy yeah, it. At the end of the day, it's rent. That that's it's got to be astronomical. The people who own that 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 own that lease i mean listen they're gonna want more now the thing's gonna be empty it's gonna be desolate and they're gonna hold out for more that's what happens in new york city so it's gonna be a husk it's just gonna be a memory that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be a big empty movie theater that has rats and not the good rats no who want their children around children no no, eating stale popcorn off the floor, and that's a tragedy. But that yeah. says more about New York City than it says about, you know, the other situation, which is sad, but the sky isn't falling. Listen, we knew Cinema World was in bankruptcy. They had to make some decisions, and these were the decisions they had to make. Yeah. We'll see if this goes further. I don't think they're going to do further cuts because I feel like they wanted to announce all the cuts at the same time. Yeah, that's always the hope whenever any kind of business announce closures or layoffs. But you never know. These things could come in multiple waves, and it could be a a, a house of cards falling for Cineworld. Because if they just have, don't have the cash, then they don't have the cash, you know. And mm-hmm. and and we'll see. I'm looking at a uh, a newspaper at Clayton for the grand opening of this Union Square. Regal, then it was a United Artists Theater. And apparently this was 1998. The grand oh. opening movies were Meet Joe Black, uh, Dancing at Lugnasa, Saving Private Ryan, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and I assume this is a special screening, Citizen Kane. They played Citizen wow. Kane. Yeah. I saw Citizen Bangers. Kane as the first movie theater that caught the first movie that caught my eye so i was like i thought this opened in 1930 now it opened in 1998 yeah so not i mean it was boom time it was boom time for movies then yep exactly that is when you wanted to but sort of at the i guess at the end of boom time no right in the middle of it the 90s into the 2000s were were good times for movie theaters um so yeah i mean this could be the harbinger of things to come, but as Matt Bellany said, we may be overscreened. We definitely know? are. It's just it's it's sad to lose that theater, and it's sad to lose the PLFs that go it's, along with that theater because yes. that's what we want is more of those. Yes, yes, and in Los Angeles, for our friends in LA, that Regal that was closing is a former ArcLight, so you know it, it's a double whammy. They love their arc lights out there in LA. Those closed. Regal bought this location, turned it into a Regal, and then closed it only within two years of saving it. So it's like, yeah, that's 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 got to be sad. So we stand with our movie going friends in Los Angeles that the an arc light has closed twice the same location. That that's sad. Yeah, that's and sad. we feel for you across the country. Our plain billies, our stacks dwellers, our earth dogs, for the regals you have lost today, we also stand with you in New York City. Do we do a moment? Do we do a moment of silence for the regals? 
let's give a let's give a 10 second moment of silence for our fallen regals. All right. So All right, let's yeah. R.I.P. So, Regals. Regals and I gotta remember, popcorn. Um, yeah. Regals Man, and popcorn. Rest in popcorn. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about this weekend. Yeah. Where you'll still be able to see a movie at this Regal because it is closing in the mid-February, I believe. February 15th yes. is, the, is the date. So you still will be able to see... A movie called Missing. Yeah, so this is this is from the producers of 2018's Searching, mm-hmm. uh, which was famously a uh, a movie about uh, a character who lost his daughter and spent the movie searching for her, but it all took place on screens. We got to see this character calling on FaceTimes, on his computer, checking emails, checking uh, uh, YouTube clips for evidence. It was a series of videos that were taking us through the movie, and that movie was a hit. Now, the star of that was, was that John Cho, John Cho yeah. from, uh, from American Pie and from Harold and Kumar, and... I did. I, I remember seeing this and thinking it was a very solid gimmick movie. You know, as far as those gimmick found footagey movies went, it was definitely one of the better ones. And it did pretty well at the box office. You know, on a super low budget, it made $26 million domestic, made another $49 million international. So this is a movie that made $75 million worldwide in 2018 so you would think they gotta try a sequel and this new movie uh uh missing is not a sequel per se it's not the same characters but it is a spiritual sequel it is basically a sequel that's what they call it is a spiritual sequel yeah. Uh, now, did you see Searching in the Theater, Pat? I feel like you saw that at home. I saw that at home, but I do remember mm-hmm. at the time, heavily recommended by people in our friend group who did see it in the theater. Former and future guest of this podcast, Erin Rose Foley Chan. She was a, a big, big proponent of this film, saw it in the theater at the time. I think our friend Greg saw it in the theater. Clayton, did you see the theater? I feel like you may have, because this is movie no. past days. You did not. No, I didn't see it. That was the one movie I didn't see in theaters with wow. my movie pass. So, you know, that was a well-liked, under-the-radar hit back in the late summer of 2018. And five years later, we now have this movie missing. And... Mm-hmm. There isn't a John Cho in this, you know? I mean, it's not like John Cho is Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, wasn't a a gigantic movie star, but definitely a name and a face that people recognize from big movies. Uh, As far as I know, I don't see that in the cast of this spiritual sequel. I don't see a John Cho-level recognizable star. 
I think Nia Long is in it. Yes. I wouldn't put her at John Cho uh, level, but it's definitely a name that people recognize. Yes, I, I, I guess what I mean is the lead is not that. This is not about Nia Long You're searching right. for her child. This is about yes. a child searching for Nia Long. No, no, I agree. Nia, listen, Nia Long has been a a person in movies, a famous person for a long time, since our youth. People know mm-hmm. her, but this is not about her as the lead. So I think you don't have the same juice that you did when it's, hey, John Cho is going to be the guy who's doing the searching. Mm-hmm. Very true. Storm Reed is the young girl. I don't okay. know what her career is. Again, it's one of those things where they this could be somebody who you know, it looks like she's in Euphoria. Okay. And Wrinkle she could in be time. the biggest. Yeah. She could be Which, the biggest TikToker on the planet, for all we know. You know, we have our uh, blind I think she's spots. an actress. Okay, uh, great. Don't Let Go, The Invisible Man. So she's done stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is she a draw? No. No, not a, not a John Cho situation here. They didn't cast a... But I guess the, the idea of this movie is the first one, it's about a parent looking for a child. This one, it's about a child looking for a parent. So they had to cast a child or a younger person as that lead and the amount of famous teenagers is a lot smaller than the amount of famous 30 year old people well and also you do want somebody that's at a level of recognizable enough but not like oh and this is a bad example because she's no longer a teenager but oh selena gomez is looking for their parent right like it yeah. can't be somebody that is so famous that you're taken out of the reality of it. Yes. Now, Clayton, I'm going to throw out something here on why I'm pretty low on this movie. Okay. Doing well. And that is because it is a movie that takes place mostly on screens, home screens, phones, computers, internet videos, and... In 2018, that is a fun gimmick, the idea of, hey, let's go look at our phones for an hour and a half. Hey, let's go look at computer screens for an hour and a half. In 2023, I do not think that is a fun gimmick anymore. And in fact, it feels kind of punishing coming Mm -hmm. off of the couple of years that everyone's experienced the work from home, the being inside, staring at your screens for all of 2020, 2021. I I think this is a wrong place, wrong time gimmick at this point. I I completely agree. And there was a movie, uh, gosh, I've been searching my brain here Mm. to try to remember it. And I know it came out in theaters during pandemic times. Mm. So that's not fair to judge it box office wise Mm -hmm. but it was a similar movie with all screens and it was about recruiting terrorists remember this movie yes i do remember what the name of it was it's so forgettable that i don't remember the name of it but it thoroughly tanked it had good reviews i guess from it came out of a festival it was a similar sort of movie where you know everything's on screens and it thoroughly tanked and I agree 
that this does not seem fun. People want fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem fun. It's not that it doesn't seem fun because of the premise or anything. I'm sure it's well done, expertly done, because searching was expertly done. Mm-hmm. But akin to what you're saying, this is not what we want to see on our screens right now. It is not. Uh, right. That film was called Profile. Profile, and it opened thank up you. On May 14th, 2021, with an opening weekend of $730,000. Now, this was May 2021, so we're in times where there are vaccinated people going back to movie theaters, theaters are opening, but it's still even a couple of weeks before the infamous weekend of Cruella and Quiet Place 2 really did kickstart the new era of box office. Uh, But yes, people did not want to see that movie, and I think... You know, this movie isn't about searching, isn't about or missing, isn't about terrorism, but Mm -mm. it's still not the format of film people want to see right now. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah, Profile opened Um, against the opening weekend of Spiral that weekend, Spiral from the Book of Saw, which underperformed mm -hmm, at 8.7 million. Yeah, so do we want to give our numbers for this movie now? Cause do we think it's going to make the top? F- I guess it would have to make the top five most likely. Well, no, actually it, it's probably going to be outside of the top five. Um, I think it will be outside of the top five. Also. I think, I think so, this movie could make as low as like 2 million. I mean, could mm-hmm. it could it open that low? Probably. I think there's oh, enough. Oh, of course. I think there's just enough choices and relatively new choices out there that this could bomb in a spectacular way. And also the budget's low, so it's not that spectacular, but it could open really low cuz you've got so many people who last weekend chose one of the new releases, such as say mm-hmm. Man Called Otto, but they also want to see Plane. You know, so now this weekend might be when they go see Plane. So there's enough new stuff that just opened. So uh, Box Office Pro says it's opening in around 3,000 theaters. So it's a pretty big opening. Yep. And they're saying between three and eight is the tracking. Mm -hmm. And they're going with 5.4, which I think is just so high. I, I, high. I couldn't imagine it making that much money, right? That, that feels so high. I mean, again, the first movie, Searching, which was a hit, opened at $6 million. And that mm-hmm. was, a, I think, a movie that had so much more going for it than this movie. So yeah. there's no way, to me, that this could open up anywhere near Searching. It can't. I think we're both kind of in the two range here. Yes. I think we're yeah. going to see like you know you know headlines people missing from th- theaters you know yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I mean that listen be... I not paid to write those headlines so not yet just take that yeah take that how you will and spin it I I think that this is a movie that even though there's a natural headline there uh, a theater go is theater goers missing this weekend i think this is a movie that's so small scale that it doesn't even get anywhere near the headline you know the headline is just going to be avatar way of water number one again something like that i don't think missing even gets mentioned in the headline or it's going to be uh 
a headline about the Crunchyroll film. That time I got reincarnated as Slime. Mm-hmm. The as a Slime. I'm sorry. The movie mm-hmm. Scar- Scarlet Bond. That's the full title. Yes. Which we received from Wannabe O Boy Marcus. Yep. Uh, who recently had birthday. Mm-hmm. So send him belated birthday wishes if you'd like. And he is our anime correspondent. Yep. And he sent us this email January 5th, keeping us updated that this was going to be something that was happening this weekend. And we were referring back to this great email. Thank you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And he's going $6 million on this because he thinks the TV show is decently popular, mm. which just shows how out of it we are with anime, that there's a TV show about being reincarnated as slime that one time. Right. And we have no knowledge of it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is... I don't see any reason why either of us should doubt his number because no. we have never heard of this film, which again is called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, the movie, hash, uh, colon, Scarlet Bond. And Oh, a hashtag right there would be so insane, but not surprising. Yes. These titles for these anime movies are incredible. And... I mean, this one, I would love to... I hope this is the closing film of many of these regals. You know, I would love Mm. to see this. It would have to take up the entire marquee. You know, the the closing night of these regals, the entire marquee would have to say, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the movie, colon, Scarlet Bond. Also, to me, there is a missing colon in this title because you need a colon after... Slime. The move. Yeah, yeah. F- before the movie. Yes, because anytime the movie is in a movie title, there is always a colon before that. So this really mm-hmm. should have been that time I got reincarnated as a slime colon the movie colon Scarlet Bond. But so, so do you say reincarnated? Reincarnated. It's reincarnated. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so it's, it's good we do that there. Um, so I think that there's no reason to even argue with his prediction because he is the anime expert. So well, in terms of new movies cracking the top five, this would be it. So Box Office Pro is saying under $2 million for this. This is on 1,700 screens. Mm-hmm. And they're saying it's going to make under a million. But they're not always right when it comes to these. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If it makes six million, then it will definitely be in the top five. Yes. Yes. And it'll be. It won't definitely. It won't definitely, though, because it could plane could make. Over six, mm-hmm. it's possible. Mm-hmm. But with a six million, we're talking this could be possibly top five. So, talking about that, yeah. Do we get into it? Do I'm we also just get into I'm, our top I'm looking fives. at in New York this movie. That time I got reincarnated as slime. The movie, uh, it is playing at several theaters. A couple in Brooklyn. 
Alamo Draft Houses, several regals in New York City, including the soon-to-be-closed Union Square Theater, a couple of AMCs, including the Kips Bay. So in New York itself, it's getting a true release. You know, that yeah. may not be the case everywhere. There's probably uh, over-indexing of anime fans in New York, but it's getting a real release. I'm going to go with Mark. All right, I'm going to give my top five. Do, do so, it. Go for it. Go for it. Here we go. Avatar Way of Water, of course, is going to be number one. It made $32 million last weekend at the three-day box office. I think it'll... I think it could make 20 this mm-hmm. weekend. I think it could do that. Megan made 18 Maybe it drops a 50% drop finally, and it's around 9 or 10 Then number three, I think, will still be Puss in Boots. Um, well, actually, actually, mm-hmm. actually... I'm going to go Avatar 1, Puss in Boots, which is a greatest showman situation in the making, I think is going to finish number two because the holds on this have been incredible. That's number two. Mm -hmm. Megan's number three. Number four is still going to be our man who's called Otto. So that's Mm -hmm. number four. And number five, I'm going with that time I got reincarnated as a slime. The movie. The movie. I think Scarlet. What is Scar- it called? Scarlet Bond. Scarlet Bond. I think that's a number five. Plane is number six. And then number seven, I think that's where we find missing. Is missing. Okay, okay. Missing's gone missing because who's looking all the way down to number seven? Yeah, something was missing there, and it was yeah. missing. Yeah, so that's right. my top seven. You kind of stole my thunder here because I was going to do the Puss in Boots Megan swap. Go but for it. It's a great swap. It's a great swap. A Avatar, The Way of Water, number one, Slam Doink. Mm-hmm. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, number two, and then Megan, number three, and... A Man Called Otto. And the interesting thing here, too, is if The Man Called Otto holds really well, it could also beat Megan. But I'm not going to go crazy because Megan has all the kids going. The other thing about Man Called Otto is that we did get a email from wannabeo boy Mm. Reed. Yep. And he said that this movie is more depressing than expected. Mm. Yeah, let's – why don't you read the yeah. whole the whole email there? Yeah, an, an auto view from the geriatric stacks. Which mm-hmm. how can you not read that tight that uh, email uh, with a title like that? Reed says, "My parents saw a man called Otto in a mostly elderly community in Florida. They did not take a senior community bus, huh? They didn't stop for the blue plate special afterwards, huh? They didn't offer the Estras any Werther's original butterscotches, huh?" It was only their second movie besides Crawdad Sing since COVID. That's huge. I mean, that just speaks volumes for these types of movies. Mm -hmm. The good news is that Saturdays, 1.30 and 4.30 were sold out, so they went Sunday. Bad news is that everyone in their group was disappointed. They felt like they were sold Grumpy Old Men 3, but instead got a film more dramatic and a downer. So... Who knows? Is that something that people are discovering? Is that this is not Grumpier Old Man 3. Right. And it is a depressing movie about getting older. Who I mean, knows? That's, 
That's great intel from Reed. Thank you. And Reed, thank your parents for us. Tell yes. your parents that the B.O. boys uh, uh, are, are, are very appreciative of what they've done here. That is orthopedic shoes on the ground reporting. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's that's very interesting. I mean, you would think that it feels like a crowd pleaser from the from the advertisements from the trailer. And, you know, you mm -hmm. would think Tom Hanks is going to please the crowd by the end, but maybe he didn't. And maybe that that uh, that, you know, the word of dentures around these old age homes may not be that good. You know, yeah, they may they may be taking the dentures out and then saying, don't go see this movie or putting the dentures so with back that, in. I don't know. With that. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping Man Called Otto at four. Yes. And then we got to go slime. Got to go slime. Got to go slime. And then I agree. I think it's plain. And then I think it is missing. Yes. Yes. Yes, and then, which at also that, point, that could have been the name of plane, plane missing. Yes, yes, or just missing. Uh, absolutely, but plane is a much better title. Plane's a better title than missing, and this would have been a confusing weekend if Gerard Butler's missing had opened up a week ahead of the spiritual sequel to Searching called Missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't have that. You can't. You have can't that. have that. Thank. So thank you for not calling plane missing. That would, that mm -hmm. would have been rough. Um, I think we've done it, Clayton. We definitely did it, Pat. Uh, yeah. Where can they find us? There's so many platforms now. Email us, of course, the boboyspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your predictions for different areas of expertise. Marcus is our anime expert. There's tons of genres for uh, us to get experts in, though. So if you're an expert or if you have orthopedics on the ground reporting from an old age home email us at the boboyspodcast at gmail.com subscribe to our youtube channel right down there subscribe if you're watching us on youtube subscribe smash that like button smash that subscribe button smash 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 if smash you are everything listening to us on a podcast platform give us rate us five stars i mean go to apple no matter what platform you're listening to us, go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment in there. We will read the comment that goes along with a five, and again, it has to be five star mm -hmm. reviews. Anything lower is not only, uh, uh, it's hurtful. Anything lower than five is hurtful. It's so, frowned upon. And of course, listen to my other podcast, The Show Me the Money. It's myself and Nick Turner. We're talking the Academy Awards, the road to it. And on our latest episode, we give our final predictions for these nom nom noms are coming out this Tuesday, and we predict what those nom nom noms will be. It is a Pat, you getting up early for that? Oh, I will be up. I will be up at uh luckily New York time means being up for like nine AM. If you're in LA, you've got to be up for six AM. But I am expecting a, a call in bed about these nom nom noms so nice yeah listen to the show me the money with myself and comedy box office star nick turner we love you win bets love you win bets and if you have a gambling problem you know there's a number to call don't have google it, it. yeah google it all right so 
That's it, Pat. I, I don't yeah. think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll, we'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it. <laughs>